Hey, before we jump in, I want to highlight the uh, men's retreat, which is coming up in a few months. It's April 27th to the 29th, and it's going to be at Frontier Ranch, which is near Buena Vista. It's an awesome, it's an awesome place for a retreat. And I really want to encourage you to carve out this weekend and be a part of it. It's going to be powerful. We're going to get away. We're going to experience the goodness of God. You know, Travis was saying, taste and see that the Lord is good. He read that scripture. That's precisely what's going to happen at the men's retreat. You're going to get away into the mountains. You're going to be refreshed. You're going to be renewed. You're going to taste and see that the Lord is good in a fresh way. And you're going to meet some other guys. You're going to, there's going to be some great community that forms. And we want to give you a discount because you are a part of Spirit-Led Man. And so when you register, type in SLM for Spirit-Led Man, SLM18, and then you'll get a discounted price. And so registration just opened today. So it's on the website, newlifechurch.org. You can go on there. There's some more information. Pastor Daniel Grothy and I will be sharing, and then we're going to have some uh, breakout sessions on a variety of topics that are relevant to, to us as men. So again, April 27th to the 29th, I hope you can be there uh, for the men's retreat. All right, this is uh, obviously session four of the Spirit-Led Man. This is the last session. And I just got to say, I, I uh, have loved being here with you and to see the hunger in the room for God, the hunger in the room for the Holy Spirit. And... Um, he, he's, he's good to us. And so tonight what I want to talk about is the importance, moving forward, the importance of having spirit-led men around us. And so the name of the message tonight is spirit-led men. Not spirit-led man, but spirit-led men. And I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit is actively leading every single one of us into deeper levels of community. Now, just how many of you watched the State of the Union last night? Okay, most, some of you, most of you. How many of you were too busy watching reruns of Impractical Jokers? <laughs> One guy admitted it. But I was thinking about this tonight. If I say something that resonates with you, like this half of the room, you guys can applaud and you can just go for it. And this half of the room, it's okay if you scowl at me, all right? It's okay. Just give me your best scowl. And you guys just go crazy with applause. And then this will be, be a great night, okay? But hopefully I share something that will kind of make each side smile tonight. That, that's the hope. That's the goal. Now, when it comes to community, I think a lot of men have this conflicting thing going on inside, conflicting emotions. And part of us naturally understands, yes, it's a good thing. Yes, I was created for that. Yes, I need that. And yes, I even want it. I, I long for community. I, I want to belong to a brotherhood where God is doing incredible things. I, I, our heart is stirred and, and we're intrigued and, and we want that. And then there's this other part of us that's more resistant. And we ask ourselves, ah, do I really have time? Will I find the right tribe? Will I find the right group? 
And if they really knew me, would they really accept me? Would they keep their arms open? These are questions that swirl inside of many men. And so there's this, again, this ambivalence, this conflicting emotion happening inside of us. And a lot of guys then get stuck when it comes to community. And a lot of men hit a, a, a sort of plateau where a man learns to master the art of living on the fringes. Close enough to see what's happening, close enough to feel like he knows what's going on, but far enough where people can't get a hold of you. People can't get to you. And so it's kind of like this. Yeah, come, I want to be in a relationship, back off. Come, I want to be in a relationship, back off. And, and so I, I know what it feels like to kind of live on the fringes. My wife and I took our kids to the zoo a couple weeks ago. And we came to the lion exhibit. And the lion was laying up against the glass wall. So we were able to get really close to him. I mean, so close. You could see this glorious coloring of his eyes. It was, it was the closest I've ever been to a lion. So it was really cool. I mean, I could see him close but I was far enough away that he couldn't get to me because of the wall. I felt like I was close, but I was safe. And I think that's a picture of how a lot of guys deal with community. Close enough to kind of see things, but safe. Now, of course, when it comes to a lion, that's a good thing. But when it comes to community, that's a bad thing. And I've, I've been that guy. I speak to you tonight, men, as somebody who, who will say, I've been that guy, and I lived that way for a long time. In fact, seven years ago, uh, I, I went back to school, went back to get my master's degree in counseling, and one of the first things they had us do as students is to go and receive professional counseling. They said, okay, if you want to be a counselor, you need to take care of your own heart. You need to be cultivating your own heart and tending to what God is doing on the inside of you. Plus, you need to know what it feels like. And so sure enough, I went and I showed up and I, I engaged the process of going through counseling. And it was rich. And God showed up in some really profound ways. But the thing that stands out to me more than anything else is that on, in, in one of the sessions, the counselor looked at me and he said, Gabe... I feel like you're being honest. I don't feel like you're hiding anything. You're engaged. You're present. But you're keeping yourself just outside of my reach. And as soon as he said that, it was like the Holy Spirit highlighted his words. And the Holy Spirit was saying, yes, Gabe, that's how you engage with a lot of people. You don't have anything to hide. You're truthful but you know how to keep yourself just outside of people's reach, close enough to feel like you know what's going on, far enough where you still feel safe. And so the Holy Spirit started leading me through a really intentional process of engaging in deeper and deeper levels of community where I was, where I was more vulnerable and more transparent. And it was really, really rich. And God began to reveal himself to me in new ways through other people. People I allowed, I, I made a decision, I'm going to let people get close. And as I engaged in that process, God started showing up through these people that I let get close. And it was so good. The Holy Spirit 
does some of his greatest work in the context of community. That's just the reality. And he wants to lead us deeper and deeper into that community. And men, here's what I wonder. What are we missing out on when we live on the fringes? What is God wanting to do in our lives? What is he wanting to reveal to us that will only come as we courageously engage in authentic community? Close enough where guys can get their hands on us. Where they can reach us. Because that's where God will show up and do some incredible, incredible things in our lives. Let's look at Acts chapter 2. As I mentioned, the Holy Spirit does some of his best work in the context of community. And this is a passage that a lot of you are probably familiar with. And let's read this starting in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So this, the, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost started an incredible revival. Can we agree on that? When we look at the rest of Acts chapter 2, we see signs and wonders, and we see people coming to Christ by the thousands. And it started when a group of believers were gathered together in the same place, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. And then that sparked this revival. Now notice at the end of Acts chapter 2, again, in the middle of this revival, the Scriptures it's like the scriptures pause, pause the story a little bit in order to highlight something that is crucially important. So in, uh, let's read this passage together, starting in verse 42. And notice, just notice how often the word together is used. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Again, the Holy Spirit's doing incredible things. And right in the middle of this movement of the Holy Spirit, there's this community that, that God is forming. Because when the Holy Spirit is at work, people are going to be drawn to Jesus. It's what he does. And people are going to be drawn closer together. The Holy Spirit's pretty passionate about this. To draw people to Jesus and to draw people closer together. Now, as we look at the next few chapters of Acts, we see this, this rhythm begin to form. And this, this rhythm is that the believers would gather together. And when they would gather together, the Spirit would encourage them, breathe fresh life on them, empower them. And then they would be sent out where they would follow the unique leading of the Holy Spirit. And then they would come back together. And again, the Spirit would encourage them and, and renew them and empower them. And then they would go back out. And so we see this pattern of coming together and going out and coming together. And it's somewhat similar to what we see when we watch a football game. 
Think about the offense, right? The offense comes together and they huddle up and they get on the same page and they get to play and then they break the huddle and they go and they execute. And then they come back together and they, they get the next play and then they go and they come and they go and they come and they go. And that's a picture of what we need as spirit-led men. We gotta come together. We gotta let the Holy Spirit encourage us and strengthen us and empower us in the company of other men and then he's gonna lead us out to go. And we gotta make sure we don't get caught not coming back to the huddle and we gotta make sure that our huddles don't get caught in the never-ending huddle. There's gotta be both, coming together and a going out. There's something else that's important when it comes to this football analogy. And that's that every single player on that offense has a unique role. They have a job to do. And for the play to work, each person's got to do their job. This, is, this has been the, the mantra of the Patriots, the beloved Patriots. Now you can scowl at that, okay? Nobody applaud to that. <laughs> the, the Patriots mantra is, do your job. And that's something that Coach Belichick is always saying. He's saying, guys, do your job. Let me handle the cheating. Do your job. <laughs> Actually, Tom Brady, you helped me cheat. Everybody else, do your job. Was that a little too far? <laughs> but it works, doesn't it? They figured out the importance that, okay, I got to do my job. I got to do my job. And this is, what it, this is important in the kingdom too, guys. Every single one of us, we have a specific role in the kingdom. God has created you. He made you in his image. He breathed the breath of life into you. He's given you unique gifts and talents and abilities. He's given you a specific role. And he looks at you and he says, okay. Do your job. Do it wholeheartedly. Do it full of faith. And I'm going to be with you. And we've got to be careful that we're not looking at the guy next to us and say, I want his job. Or comparing ourselves to other people. Or, or thinking, ah, I'm not as good as them. Or, or getting caught in jealousy. These are some of the traps of community. We have to keep our eyes locked in and, and let God continually clarify our role in the kingdom. And oftentimes... We need other men to help us clarify our role. I coached uh, high school football here for about eight years at a couple schools. I coached with Gary Savorn. Then Tony was a, a football coach as well. And so uh, pretty much every year there would be a, a, a football player that would come up and say, Coach, I want to switch positions. I, I don't like the line. I want to be a wide receiver. And I would look at him and I would say, you weigh 250 pounds. And they would say, coach, I can catch. And I would say, but you can't run. You, you got to have both. But then I would say, you are a stud in the trenches. You're 250 pounds. Of, you're so good on the line. That's where we need you. Okay, coach. I'll, I'll, I'll stay on the line. We need other people to help us clarify our role in the kingdom. Because this is how God works. This is awesome. God will give, as we engage in community, God will give 
those people eyes to see things that you can't see yourself. And he'll begin to call things out of you that you didn't even know were in you through other people. And it's like he's smiling and winking. But we have to engage. We have to open ourselves up to that. This happened to me uh, several years ago. This is my 13th year at New Life. But before I came to Colorado Springs and, and to join New Life, I was living in Kansas. My job was, uh, I was a country music radio show host. So I had some redneck in me. Still do, a little bit. And I thought that would be my career, radio and, and TV broadcasting. But I heard about this mission trip in India. I didn't know anybody at New Life, but I, I heard about the trip. So I joined a New Life team going to India. And so I found myself across the, the world in Chennai, India, in an orphanage painting with a man named Rob Brindle. Rob was a pastor here at the time. And in that sweltering heat, he put his paintbrush down and he looked me right in the eyes and he said something that changed my life. He said, Gabe, I think you should be a pastor. Now, at that point, I had never considered pastoral ministry. It wasn't even on my radar. But his words stirred something in me. See, God gave him eyes to see something in me that I didn't see. It had to be somebody else. And he began to call this out of me. And so I, uh, a few months later, I ended up moving out here and doing an internship and then getting hired. And God has been incredibly faithful, but it took another man to look at me, to see something in me, and to call it out. And that's what God wants to do for every single one of us. Now, I recognize a lot of men are nervous to engage in community because they don't want to be seen. Because of, of maybe some of the struggles, maybe some of the, the sin that's, that's, that you're struggling with. And so the, the fear of being seen actually keeps a man on the fringes. But the reality is, is stepping into community and into the marvelous light is actually one of the most important things we can do to find freedom. And it's not only that, but once we step into the light, God will give them eyes to see all of the goodness in you. Again, remember, you're made in the image of God. You bear his image in a unique way. And God wants to glorify himself through you. He does. And so as you allow yourself to be seen, God will be glorified. He will be praised. And something else will probably happen. You'll find other guys in that community who say, oh, wow, really? You too? C.S. Lewis said, friendship is born the minute one man says to the other one, oh, you too? I thought I was the only one. And that happens as we allow ourselves to be seen. See, there's something else that, that Lewis, C.S. Lewis said that I think is really important and powerful. This is a quote from Mere Christianity. He wrote, God works on us in all sorts of ways, but above all, he works on us through each other. Men are mirrors or carriers of Christ to other men. Usually, 
It is those who know him that bring him to others. That is why the church, the whole body of Christians, showing him to one another is so important. You know, God wants to reveal himself to other people through you. And he wants to reveal himself to you through other people. It's a beautiful relationship that happens. So I want to leave you with this question. How is the Holy Spirit wanting to lead you into deeper community this year? Just think about the next 12 months. If it is true that God is actively at work leading us into deeper community, then that leaves me with the question of, well, what does that look like? How is the Holy Spirit wanting to lead you into deeper community? How is he wanting to lead me into deeper community? And I want to encourage you to stay with that question. Don't let that just be a, a passing quick prayer, but, but stay with it. And I think you'll find that he's just asking you to take little steps, little steps, one little step at a time. And then you'll look up and discover that you're a lot more engaged in authentic community. So let's pray. I want to encourage you just to close your eyes. Let's just take a, a moment and bring this question to God. God, how are you leading me into deeper community this year. Help me to discern and understand what those steps are. Father, give us the courage to follow and to engage. Father, help us to not be men who live on the fringes, close enough to see what's happening, but far enough away where people can't reach us. May that not be the case. And as we engage, God, give us eyes to see all of the different ways you're revealing yourself through other people. Give us ears to hear all of the different things you're speaking to us through other people. In Jesus' name, amen.